I don't know what it is. Maybe they've got some good snacks back there or something we don't know about. And maybe they want to beat you guys to the restaurant. <laughs> good morning. And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's a joy to see all of you gathered here today and know that there are many worshiping online. If you would take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad at the end of the pew and place that in the offering plate later in the service, we would appreciate that. Or if you would mark your attendance, uh, if you would comment if you are worshiping with us online. Just a couple of announcements. At the end of the service, we will be collecting money for the community Thanksgiving desserts that will be at the venue on Thanksgiving Day. You may do so, may give as you exit the sanctuary from any of the doors. There will be baskets available. Also, tomorrow is the United Women in Faith's monthly luncheon. Benny Campbell will be doing the program on decorating for the holidays. And this week at uh, 11 o'clock and 6 p.m. starts the Advent Bible Study. It'll be Charlie Brown Christmas. You're invited to join us in one of those studies. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time of worship and your holy presence in it. Thank you for this day. Renew us in your spirit and bless us through this time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us remain standing as we affirm what we believe together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And now we offer our gifts to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, out of abundance, we offer these gifts to you, praying that you would bless them, guide us in their use, and multiply them for the coming of your kingdom and the spreading of your word. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
shall meet on that beautiful shore. <clears throat> to our bountiful Father may be seated. You may have noticed flowers on the communion table. The rosebud is in celebration of the birth of Eleanor Elizabeth West from her ELC family. Also the flowers that are at the center of the communion table are in honor of our veterans. Do we have any veterans in the worshiping congregation today? Thank you so much for your service. We recognize that we had the opportunity to worship today in freedom without hindrance where we wanted to worship because of people like you who have protected our freedoms. We give thanks for your service and we also give thanks for those who are currently serving 
and the sacrifices that their families are making for that service. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you this day, we have so many reasons to give thanks. And on this Veterans Day weekend, we want to begin by thanking you for all the men and women who have served and who are serving. Thank you for their work to keep us free. And God, we also thank you for the rain. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come together as a family of faith in, in this place of worship. We thank you for the forgiveness we find in you. And we thank you for the grace and salvation that we have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are truly blessed people. And we ask that you continue to bless us, this church, our community, our nation, and our world. God, this we ask in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Jennifer.
I'm in. With recent events in our world, people are left wondering and asking, could this be the end of days? Is Jesus coming back soon? After all, we've heard about the war in Israel, unrest in the Middle East, the rise of artificial intelligence, and weather gone askew. Are these signs? People look to the book of Revelation and they keep trying to interpret what what does it all mean. Well, I personally subscribe to what Jesus said in Matthew 24 when he said that no one knows but the Father. And while that is true, we're still called to be prepared. We don't know when Jesus will return, but we have the promise in Scripture that he will. I invite you to take your Bibles and turn to the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 1 through 13. Matthew 25, 1 through 13. Hear the good news. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No. There will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaid came, also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is Jesus' last week on earth. He has entered into Jerusalem. He has had encounters with the Pharisees and Sadducees. He has cleansed the temple. And he is counting down the days and the hours. So Jesus moves from Jerusalem, crosses the Kidron Valley, and goes to the Mount of Olives. It is his last days with his disciples, and he wants to teach them and prepare them for what is ahead. So he begins to teach them about the end of days, what it will be like as they go out and spread the word and face persecution, and what it will be like when he returns. And he teaches them all this, and that is where we have the the passage that I just referenced earlier, that no one knows the time of Jesus' return, only the Father. And then he launches into a series of three parables. And the first of those parables you just had is the scripture reading. These three parables come together in the 25th chapter of Matthew. So the scripture reading for today tells us about a groom 
who has gotten married, and waiting for him at home are ten bridesmaids. Five of them are totally prepared. They're not only prepared for the events at hand, but they are ready in case the unforeseen happens. They will be prepared if something out of the ordinary should occur. Five are prepared. They're ready for the expected events, but they don't bring extra oil. So the bridegroom is delayed. The bridesmaids fall asleep. And upon he has returned, those who were only prepared for the expected events find that they are about to run out of oil. So they have to go buy some more. And while they were gone, the party begins, and they are locked out. And Jesus ends this parable by saying, Be ready, for you do not know the day and the hour. What Jesus is teaching on here is preparedness. Who would have imagined that the bridegroom would have been delayed? No one expected it. No one could control it. But five were ready. They had extra resources. They were prepared for the unexpected. They were prepared for what could not be controlled. Because no one knew about the delay, but they were ready for the delay. They were ready for the unforeseen events that would happen. Now, if you kept reading past the scripture reading for today, you would see that the next parable is the parable of uh, the talents. A landowner goes away, and he entrusts his most capable servant with some money. And his next most capable servant with a little less money, and his another servant, a servant with some more money. And when he returns, he finds out that two of the servants have been very wise and shrewd. They have taken what they have been given and they have doubled the amount. They have leveraged their opportunity and made something great for the uh, landowner. But that third servant, he was terrified. He got in his head and he couldn't make use of what he had been given. So instead of even putting it in an interest-bearing savings account, he simply buried the opportunity he had been given in the ground and gained nothing. And for this, the landowner was furious. What Jesus is teaching about here is making the most of our opportunities. Two of the servants made the most of the opportunity that had been given them, and they doubled what they had been given One was terrified, and he did nothing with the opportunity. He buried it and brought no return. And finally, if you keep reading, the last of these three parables is the story of when the Son of Man comes to judge. It says that he will separate uh, the people like a shepherd would separate the sheep and goats. Those that go to the right hand to his glory wonder, why do we get to the go to your right hand to your glory? What have we done? And to this the Son of Man says, well, when I was naked or in jail or hungry or needed water, you were there for me. You, you helped me. And they said, we didn't see you in need. And he said, when you help the least of these, you serve me. And those who went to the left side who were... Uh, departed from the presence of the Son of Man, they said, well, why why are we sent to the left side? And he said, because when I was in need, you did not help me. And of course, they said, 
when were you in need? And uh, to this he said, Depart from me, you that are accursed, because you did not care for me when there was need. This parable reminds us of the value of doing for others. When we serve others, we serve Jesus. We bless Jesus. We move beyond ourselves to care for those in need and ultimately live out the great command to put God first and our na- love our neighbor as ourself. So what do all these parables have in common? Well, they have a lot in common. There Jesus is teaching about how to wait for his return. The um, groom in the parable of the bridesmaids is Jesus. The landowner, Jesus. And of course, the son of man is Jesus. And all of these are lessons about waiting for him to come back. They are lessons about how we're to live as we await Jesus' second coming. But not only is this a good recipe for waiting for Jesus' return, it's really a good recipe for how we're to live every day. Because not only are we people waiting, but we're people that live with many situations we can't control. Just like Jesus' return, there are so many things in our lives we can't control. A diagnosis, a death, a hurt, a pain, a problem. What Jesus is saying is good advice for all of us who follow him. It can be easy these days to become overwhelmed with all the events going on around us. Just look at the news, and we are tempted to believe it is now the time. Is our world collapsing? What's going to happen tomorrow? But remember that people have been speculating about this from the time that Jesus ascended into heaven. If you read Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he's having to write them because they've quit working, because they believe Jesus is coming back soon. They quit doing normal things, and he's encouraging them to resume their daily work. So you see, since the times of Paul to today, people have been looking. People want to know, but the truth is, we don't know. Only the Father knows. So in these times of uncertainty, in these times when we can't control many things, there are things that we can control. There are things that we can do to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ. While we can't control everything, we can be prepared. Just like those faithful, wise bridesmaids, we can have oil in our lamp, our depth in our soul, or a spiritual depth that gets us through the trying times. We can be people of prayer, people of worship, of service, of Bible study, of fellowship, of doing all those things which help us prepare our souls to encounter the difficulties of life. I once read about a man who wrote into a columnist and said, I'm beginning to wonder about attending church every week. I've attended for 20 years, and for the life of me, I've heard all these sermons, and I can't remember most of them. I can't even tell you what my preacher preached on three weeks ago. And to this, the columnist said, well, the truth is, I've been eating my wife's cooking for 20 years, and I can't tell you most of the meals she's made. 
I can't even tell you what she cooked two weeks ago on a Monday night. But I can assure you that every meal she prepared nourished me and helped me and strengthened me and made me the person I am today. Therefore, attend worship and know that it nourishes the soul. When we attend to any of the spiritual disciplines in our life, we attend our soul. We bring a reservoir which helps us through the difficult times, just like the bridesmaids bringing extra oil for their lamps. When we guard our hearts in Jesus Christ, we become ready for the unexpected. While you can't control everything, you can take advantage of the opportunities which are given to you. Your life is an opportunity. This minute, what's in your closet, what's in your pantry, the seconds that you have in your life. The book of James says that every good and perfect gift is from the Father above. All these good and perfect gifts are from the Lord. And God has given us these gifts as an opportunity. And we, like the wise servants, can leverage these opportunities to grow the kingdom and do the best for ourselves and our brothers and sisters in Christ. We've been given so many opportunities in our lives. And while we can't control everything, we can make the best of those opportunities and the circumstances we've been given. And while you can't control everything, you can be helpful to those in need. When we serve others, we're serving Jesus. Jesus said that. And not only that, we realize how blessed we really are. That service helps us put our lives in perspective. And we know that while we can't control everything, we can help others and love our neighbor as ourselves. And we can help people who are down and out and in uncontrollable circumstances have better lives. A life of service moves us beyond our own hurts and pains to address the needs and hurts of others. And it helps us to live as ready and prepared people as we encounter difficulties in our lives. When will Jesus return? Are recent events a sign of the end time? We don't know. God knows. As we wait, let us prepare our souls let us seize the opportunities we've been given and let us serve others in Jesus' name. And as we do so, I believe that we will be found faithful and ready as Christ comes again. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence with us and these wise words that guide us from our Lord and Savior. Help us to take these parables for heart, to heart and live as wise servants of you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
JT, Benny, Rhonda, Macy, choir, thank you for leading us in a beautiful time of worship today. What a blessing it was. Thank you. And know that if you have a prayer request in your life or would like to unite with First United Methodist Church, either by profession of faith or transfer of membership, I'll be available after the service to speak with you. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen. Amen.